Hey, DCL fans. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, or any other Disney vacation for that matter, consider booking your trip with us. We are an independent travel agent affiliated with Mickey World Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Our services are completely free, and you'll receive an onboard credit up to $1,000 just for booking with us, which can be used for shore excursions, spa treatments, shopping, and much more while you are aboard your Disney cruise. We also have a wealth of cruising experience to help you answer any questions or concerns that you might have. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. everyone welcome to episode number 41 of the dcl dude podcast my name is wes and before we get into today's show i first want to go over a few notable things that have come up over the past couple of weeks related to disney cruise line the first thing i want to talk about is the personal navigators <laughs> my my frustration has been uh, growing as we get more and more information about the changes that Disney is making related to the personal navigators. And so for those of you who may not know what I'm talking about, the personal navigators have traditionally been uh, those uh, those pieces of paper that you're provided with when you board the ship. And then they're also left uh, on your bed every evening with the turndown service. But they they give you the the schedule of everything going on around the ship. Uh, there there's so much information included on on this single sheet of paper. I guess it's a it's a couple uh, a couple of pages on embarkation day, uh, but just one uh, just one sheet of paper after that. But includes a list of times of all the activities that are going on around the ship. Um, you know, includes character appearances, kids club activities, funnel vision times. Uh, family activities, show times, adult-only activities. It, it includes the operating hours of all the restaurants, the lounges, the bars throughout the ship, um, and, and also the the location and operating hours of all the pools, the water slides, and 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 water coasters, retail shops, theaters, the spa. It has a, a list of any specials that that might be going on, and and has all and has your uh, your all ashore and all aboard times for your upcoming port of call. Pretty much includes everything that you need to know to plan your your upcoming day. It's it's so useful, and it's also a, a fun little keepsake to bring home uh, bring home with you. We we like to to keep our navigators. We have uh, I think we have one somewhere from every cruise that that we've been on at least at least since uh, I started cruising with my wife. My family uh, when we're on our cruise just love to sit down in the evening with a pen. Uh, or a highlighter, and just look over the next day's navigator to, to plan out our day. So um, <laughs> when we're planning, we're rarely able to hit everything that we're interested in, mostly because there's so much to do. But it's just fun to see it all right there in one place uh, on your navigator. Uh, several years ago, Disney Cruise Line released an app for your phone and put pretty much put all the contents of the daily personal navigator into the app. So when we sail, my, my family rarely uses the app on our cruises uh, to view the personal navigator because, I don't know, in our opinion, it's just, it's just not as useful and it's, it's a lot more time consuming. Um, we definitely prefer to see it all in one place 
um, on that sheet of paper rather than having to kind of click through different filters before you even get to the actual activities themselves. Plus, the the app requires you just to be, you know, glued to your phones a lot more than you would otherwise, which is definitely something that we try to avoid when we're on our cruises. Um, <laughs> we're on our phones enough uh, of that in our day-to-day lives. We like to, you know, do our best to disconnect uh, while we're on our, while we're on vacation. One useful thing, though, that I'll say about the Navigator app uh, is that you can set alerts to remind you of your your upcoming events and, and activities. But I don't know. Long story short, we're not we're not fans of using the app as our uh, as our personal navigator. We we much prefer the uh, the paper copy. Well, a few weeks ago, maybe uh, maybe a month or two ago, we started to get word that the personal navigators were no longer being delivered every evening. Uh, by the stateroom host or hostess, and 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 that they were encouraging guests to instead use the app. So at that time, they were still being handed out on embarkation day, and you could request um, that they be delivered to your stateroom each evening. Uh, they're also being made available at guest services and a few other places around the ship. But as time has gone by, I'm I'm starting to see more and more that the uh, personal navigators are becoming. Uh, more and more limited or restricted of in in terms of ways that you can get your hands on them. I uh, I got a tweet earlier this week that no navigators were made available in the ch- uh, at check in uh, in the terminal, and that uh, this particular guest was told to instead use the app. And then I saw another tweet that a guest was told by a room attendant that the uh, the navigators could not be delivered to the stateroom and was told that they uh, they would have to be picked up uh, on a daily basis. So this is all being done in the name of reducing the company's environmental footprint, which I get and I, 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 I totally uh, applaud Disney Cruise Line for all of its environmental uh, savings initiatives. I, I really do. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if the, if they're moving toward one day completely removing the paper navigators, this is, uh, this is something that's going to make me very sad. I, I, I truly believe that, uh, that this would have a negative impact on the overall guest experience. I, I know it, it definitely will for my family. So, um, I, I don't know. Now that I'm even talking about it, it actually sounds kind of silly, but I, I do, I love the personal navigators. Um, and I think they're extremely helpful and I'd be, uh, really sad to see them go away completely. All right. On to the next topic. So congratulations are in order. Uh, you may have seen earlier this week, first mate Minnie was promoted to captain Minnie mouse on Thursday. Uh, the promotion came alongside a, uh, a collection of new initiatives aiming to inspire the next generation of female leaders in the maritime industry. So um, here's a, I'm reading from the press release here. In 2019, Disney Cruise Line will sponsor four scholarships at the LJM Maritime Academy in the Bahamas for female cadets who inspire to be ship captains and shipboard leaders. The scholarships, uh, one for each of the ships in the Disney Cruise Line fleet, will include tuition-free, uh, excuse me, will include tuition to the three-year program. And uh, Captain Minnie will also be leading a new youth activity on board later this year. So again, uh, reading from the press release here, Captain Minnie Mouse will appear in an all-new youth activity where young Captain hopefuls practice STEM skills in a fun maritime-themed activity. 
Children will hone their STEM and problem-solving skills, um, excuse me, problem-solving abilities, skills that play an important role in the maritime industry in a series of engaging, hands-on activities, end quote. So, looks like uh, this new interactive experience is going to be offered in the Oceaneer Lab on uh, on all the ships. So, congratulations to Captain Minnie and uh, a pretty cool new initiative by uh, by Disney Cruise Line. Um, if I can remember, I'll, I'll put a link to the the full press release uh, that I was just reading from in the uh, in the show notes. All right, in today's episode, we are going to get you prepared for your Disney cruise. Uh, you've packed, um, excuse me, you've picked your dates, you decided on the, the type of stateroom that you want to stay in, you, you picked uh, an amazing itinerary, and you've booked your cruise. So now what? We're, uh, we're going to take you through pretty much everything that, uh, that you need to know uh, in terms of leading up to your cruise. We'll start with the most obvious. So, once you've booked your cruise, you'll you'll next want to start thinking about what uh, you want to do on your cruise. So, thinking your port adventures, adult dining and beverage tasting reservations, spa treatments, nursery time for your infants, lots and lots of things to think about. And uh, you won't be able to make any of these advanced reservations until you are paid in full. And your booking window is open, which uh, which of course depends on your Castaway Club status. Uh, I believe I've provided these on a previous show, but in case you missed it, here are the booking windows. Platinum Cruisers, uh, 120 days prior to sailing. Gold Cruisers, 105 days prior to sailing. Silver Cruisers, 90 days prior to sailing. And finally, if you're a first-time cruiser, you can start to book all these uh, all these things 75 days prior to sailing. So once your respective window opens, you're uh, you're going to want to be ready to go, especially if you're um, after some of the more popular reservations. Um, I always use the the cabanas as an example. If you're a, a platinum cruiser, your best chance to reserve a cabana, if if there, of course, if there are any left after the concierge bookings, will be to uh, be online at midnight the day that your booking window opens. So. Uh, unfortunately, staying up that late makes for a pretty quick morning, but uh, if you score that cabana, it will all be worth it, uh, that's for sure. So um, something to keep in mind. The next thing you might want to start thinking about is joining your cruise's Facebook group. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say at this point that every sailing now has a Facebook group. Uh, there are a couple different ways you can find your cruise's group. The, the easiest way, of course, is to just... Uh, use Facebook's search bar, um, and just you just have to type in some of the basic details of your cruise, uh, and yours will likely come up. For example, the the group uh, for the cruise that we took back in November was called Disney Magic, November tenth, two thousand eighteen, um, New York Seven Night Bahamian. So, if you get the the keywords in there and and the sale date, you should you should find your groups page pretty easily. The the other uh, the other way would be to join one of the Disney Cruise fan pages on Facebook and, and just ask. It's it's highly likely there will be someone else uh, in that group who is on your same sailing and has already joined the group and they can just uh, send you a link to, to the page. And uh, you could also probably do this through the Disboards uh, as well if you just posted that you're having trouble finding it. Uh, someone will definitely point you in the right direction. 
So why join your Facebook group? Well, there are a number of different reasons that you might want to do this. First, uh, it can be a resource. So if you've never been on a Disney cruise or you are newer to cruising and have questions, you can you know post all of those there and uh, usually get some pretty helpful answers. I, I've I've also heard stories of people developing friendships through the group prior to sailing, so that when they actually get on the ship, they they feel like they already know each other, um, and then they can plan activities and 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 things like that together. But the main reason, in my opinion. Uh, to join a Facebook group is for the Fish Extender Exchange and and the other private activity signups that you can do exclusively through your group's Facebook page. So uh, what is a Fish Extender Exchange? Well, uh, outside your stateroom door, above your room number, there is going to be either a silver fish or a seahorse, depending on which side of the ship that you're on. Uh, which which sticks out a little bit from the wall. Uh, you'll see ship attendants will will tuck mail into the you know into the fish or the seahorse into the part that sticks out, uh, like your you know dinner reservations or or some flyers or things like that. But what guests will do is hang a banner down from the fish uh, or the seahorse that has has pockets in it. So think of it somewhat like almost like a Christmas stocking. You'll you'll typically see a pocket for each person in the stateroom, or you'll see one for mom and dad, and then uh, an individual one for each of the kids. But when you sign up for a fish extender exchange, the the admin will, will put you into a group with, I don't know, 10 or so other families. It depends on the group. And, uh, and we'll, we'll typically provide you some basic information about each of the families in the group. Um, you know, like some of their, their interests or their favorite Disney characters, where they're from, what their ages are, things that, you know, different things that they like. So once you're put into a group, you are then uh, responsible. I don't know. Responsible might not be the best word because it, you know, kind of has sort of a negative connotation, but um, you're in charge of, that's a little better, bringing gifts for uh, the other members uh, in your fish extender group. Some people bring gifts for each person in the group, and uh, and others may do one gift per family. It's really up to you and uh, and what you want to bring. It, you can get you you know you can kind of make it your own. Some people get really creative and thoughtful and give really nice gifts. Um, I've seen other people who say they they like to bring something that represents uh, where they're from. I think that's kind of cool. We've uh, we've we've gotten a lot of personalized gifts. Um, we've gotten practical gifts that can be used around the ship uh, and ashore in ports of call, and even some that we we continue to bring with us uh, on on all our cruises. So it's pretty cool. It can be a really fun way to interact with some of the other people on your cruise, and uh, and the kids just absolutely love it. Every time we re- we return to the room, and uh, as, as soon as we would wake up in the morning. Uh, my son just had to go check the, the fish extender. Every time something would arrive, it was just, it was like Christmas for him. So it was, uh, he loved it. My daughter is still a little too young, I think, to understand. Um, but she will, uh, she will definitely be there soon. And, uh, I, I don't know, just overall, I think fish extenders are a lot of fun, but I can also see why, uh, they might not be for everyone. Uh, remember if you, if you sign up for one, just make sure you plan accordingly when you are doing your packing, you're, uh, you're going to need to make room for the, first of all, for the gifts that you're bringing. Um, and you'll more than likely be coming, uh, coming home, coming back with a, a good amount of stuff as well. So you're going to want to make sure you have plenty of room in your suitcase. Um, 
I think this might be one of the reasons why people might might not to choose to sign up for Fisk Extender Exchange. Um, I know personally, it always stresses me out a little at the airport uh, when they're weighing my luggage because I know how much stuff we've crammed crammed into there, and I I just um, you know am hoping that it stays under the the, the weight limit. Uh, admins in the, in these, uh, Facebook groups will will often mix it up too. So, uh, you may see signups for other things like ornament exchanges, adult only, uh, fish extender exchanges, child only exchanges, um, even magnet exchanges and candy exchanges. I've seen all of them. Um, and, uh, all sorts of things. Uh, you can sign up for as many of them or for as few as you like. And, and as long as, again, as, as long as you have the, uh, the suitcase space. So, um, lots of flexibility there. You can also uh, sign up for mixology classes through your Facebook group. So organizers of these activities will um, will arrange for a private mixology class directly with Disney Cruise Line that will uh, will only be available to those who sign up through your group. So these classes uh, cannot be guaranteed, of course, because it's you know it's obviously based on availability of space. Um, and staff with Disney Cruise Line, but there, there's a strong chance that at least one private offering will be held. Um, all of this that I just mentioned sort of just depends on on how ambitious the admins are um, of these activities in your group. So definitely, uh, definitely go check out your cruise's Facebook group. There's lots of stuff going on in there that uh, that you may not have ever even uh, even known about. The next thing you want to start thinking about is your ID requirements. First of all, if you're unsure, don't take it from me. I would highly recommend that you dis- you visit Disney Cruise Line's website. It will list out all of the identification requirements for your specific cruise. So um, it has every single cruise scenario uh, that Disney Cruise Line offers and it will, will list out the ID requirements um, for you. But I will give you a general rule of thumb, though. Uh, If you are leaving from a U.S. port and returning on the same sailing to the same U.S. port, you don't need a passport. This is commonly referred to as a closed-loop cruise, which only requires an original copy of your state-issued birth certificate and a government-issued photo ID, so like like a driver's license. If you're not on this type of cruise, you will need a valid uh, passport. Um, so, and going back to the the closed loop cruises, even though passports are not required, I highly, highly recommend that if you are visiting a foreign port of call, that you get a passport. It will make a it will make life a whole lot easier in the uh, in the unlikely event that you get stuck at one of these ports of call. If you book your cruise well in advance. You'll have plenty of time to get a passport. It'll just give you some peace of mind as you're traveling. Um, so, uh, but again, if you're unsure of your ID requirements, please, please visit the website. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be responsible for any uh, repatriation problems. Uh, <laughs> saying that you heard it from me. All right, moving on. At least 75 days prior to your sailing. Um, this is something else that depends on your castaway club status. You will have the opportunity to check in to your cruise online. So. Here, when you're doing your check-in, you will enter uh, or verify all of your personal information, including your proof of uh, your proof of citizen your your proof of citizenship that you plan to use at the physical uh, check-in at the port. Um, you will also enter your pre and post cruise plans, 
They're going to ask you if you're flying in for your cruise, where you're going after your cruise, and how you're getting there. And depending on your plans, there will be some other information that you need to enter, like incoming and outgoing flight information, um, Disney Resort, or other destination details, uh, and transportation preferences. And once you've completed this part, you'll set up your onboard account preferences. So if you choose to pay in cash, it'll uh, list out the rules right there for you. If you choose a credit card, you can enter your information right there on the screen and your onboard account will be, uh, be charged to the card on file at the end of your cruise. So um, in this step, you can also choose which guests in your stateroom have charging privileges to the account that you set up. So if you don't want your kids to be able to charge things to their key to the world card, uh, you can make those decisions here. After that, you'll be able to pick your port arrival time. You'll be able to choose from several different 15-minute windows, um, so you can choose a time that works best for your family. A couple things to note here. First, if you are a Platinum Castaway uh, Club member or you are sailing concierge, you won't need to pick an arrival time. Second, you are not picking your boarding time. Your, your port arrival time and your boarding time are different. And finally, if you miss, uh, if you miss your boarding time, uh, or your boarding window. It's not really a big deal with this system. I think Disney is just trying to to you know better manage check-in lines and, and available space in the terminals. You won't be penalized for arriving earlier or later uh, than your selected time, but you should. I mean, you should try to make your your best estimate. Um, and then finally, on the next screen, you'll be able to re review the the cruise contract, uh, agree to the terms and conditions, print your signature form to bring with you, and then you're uh, you're good to go. You're uh, you're all checked in. And uh, one final word on the signature form. It's uh, If you forget to bring it with you, it's not a huge deal. I've forgotten before, and uh, really all it means is that you just have to spend a little time at the check-in desk uh, when you arrive at the port. You can, you can fill out the contract right there at the desk. Don't stress if you forget it um, or you're unable to print it. It's really, uh, really not a big deal. So I've covered the big things to think about when you're preparing for your cruise. Um, a couple of planning things that I wanted to go over quickly. First, even though you've paid for your cruise and your cruise fare covers, you know, all your basic vacation needs, uh, don't forget about paying gratuities at the end of your trip. Your dinner serving team and your stateroom host will work so, so hard to provide you with the best experience possible. Um, the suggested gratuity amounts will be automatically added to your stateroom account based on the number of guests in your cabin um, and the length of your cruise. These people deserve these uh, these gratuities, so um, you know that's why they're automatically added. The current suggested gratuities are $13.50 per person per night and will be divided proportionally between the, the four individuals that I just mentioned. And once you're on board, you can make changes to these amounts hopefully just to increase the amounts. Um, but you can make changes by visiting guest services. And uh, so I just want to, you know, I want you to keep this in mind because sometimes this this extra cost can sneak up on people. And uh, I just want you to have it in the back of your mind as you're preparing for your cruise. Um, you'll also want to figure out the logistics of arriving to and departing from the port, both before and after your cruise. So um, there are plenty of transportation options from and to the airport. So you'll want to make sure that, uh, that you have figured those out in advance. Um, in the places where Disney transfers are offered, we, we find those to be the easiest and, and the most hassle-free, but uh, there are certainly other options available as well. I also recommend flying in the day 
before your cruise is scheduled to depart. Uh, <laughs> we've flown in the day of a few times, and it's typically been a lot more stressful for me. I like having the the peace of mind knowing that um, that I have plenty of time to to get to the port uh, if something were to go wrong. Plus, I feel like staying in a hotel uh, the night before is is sort of a nice nice relaxing way to to kick off your vacation. So now you are all ready for your cruise. The the one the one glaring thing that I left out, of course, is packing for your cruise. But, but that's a whole nother animal. I thought about trying to include that into this episode, but there there's just way too many different packing scenarios to speak generally about it. Um, I suppose I could include the the basic necessities for for all sailings, but uh, I'll save the packing tips for uh, for another episode. It. it, it just thinking about packing for a trip sort of uh, stresses me out, so so uh, so we'll see about that. Anyway, I uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any specific questions about getting ready for your cruise, please don't hesitate to reach out uh, either on Facebook or on Twitter. Um, I love to hear your questions. I love to respond um, in, and interact with uh, with the listeners. I'm happy to answer any additional questions that you may have. Please also consider rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. Um, I would very, very much appreciate that. But, uh, but more than anything, thanks so much for listening. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude, or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com/dcldudepodcast. Please feel free to ask a question, or leave a comment, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes uh, and leave me some feedback. And of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>